Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I am so glad to be back on another episode, the final episode related to debt of um, this series that we've been doing, focusing once again on debt. In episode 46, we talked about the current rates of student loans. Episode 47, the debt snowball and debt avalanche. Episode 3, good debt versus bad debt. And finally, in episode uh, today, I wanted to highlight a listener that I want to thank her so much for reaching out. She sent me an email really trying to, to think about, gosh, what, what's the first thing I should do? I have this debt. Uh, what should I do about it? So I just want to thank her so much for reaching out and for being a physician and being a listener to this podcast. And it really fit in well with this topic of what we're doing here. And everything that, that, of course, I say here, everyone has a different opinion of how to go about things. This is, this is just my two cents. And um, with no further ado, here was her email that she sent to me. She said, I am a newly minted attending physician, a practicing OB, single earner with spouse and a young child making about $330,000, soon to increase to $390,000. We own two homes. We have a friend renting the home we bought in residency. I have $444,000 of student debt working towards PSLF, a $22,000 personal loan and credit card debt. I know the first step from every financial planner is to pay off any high interest rate debt. But I wonder if it's a good strategy to get out a home equity loan on our first house that would have an interest rate of 12 and a half and use that to pay off the high interest rate debts. So thank you, uh, our, our practicing OB physician, for submitting this question and this information. First of all, um, congratulations on your salary. Most OBs that I know of aren't making $390,000. So wow, that's uh, an amazing salary. So I'm first... So happy to hear you're making so much money and doing well for yourself. And uh, that's that's um, just warms my heart and so glad to see that. And she mentioned in the email that they own two homes, a friend renting the home that they bought in residency, as well as it sounds like their, their primary residence that they have today. And she was asking about a home equity line of credit on their first house, the one that's being rented out. And so I don't have all of the information here from her. I don't know what the personal loan interest rate is. I don't know what the credit card debt rate is. I'm going to assume it's, it's 20% plus, but I, I don't know that for a fact. And certainly have an awful lot of student debt and, and hopefully PSLF is 
going to be helping out with that soon, as we've seen with many, many physicians in this particular time. I would have a few questions. Question number one for her is, does she have a 401k or 403b that she has been participating? If she does, I would wonder if she can take a loan out from the 401k or 403b, which I know is a very controversial strategy. So if I were to counsel with her, I would say, look into that and see what you can do because the money that you pay yourself back with interest goes back into your own account. So to me, that, that's one of the best places you can turn to. However, I have a caveat that you have to promise me, if you're going to do this, that you are not going to get into credit card debt or a personal loan again. Because if this repeats itself, you get into that vicious cycle that I was talking about last time where bad debt becomes really bad and it just compounds on itself and it can be really, really nasty. So that's the promise I would ask her to make to me if she's going to go that route. Now, let's say that the employer, for whatever reason, doesn't have that as an option, all right? You've checked into the plan, which by the way, with that particular kind of loan, you can get up to $50,000 or 50% of the account, whichever is less. So if she has $50,000 in the account, she could get up to 25,000 bucks. If she has $200,000 in the account, the most she could get is $50,000. If she has 15,000, she can get 7,500. And so you can play um, that game with that uh, in order to save yourself some debt. I'm assuming and hoping that since she's making the amount of money that she has been making, that she's been saving in the 401k. Now, let's just say that's not an option, that's not available, because either she doesn't have the money in it, or the, the employer doesn't allow it, which certainly does happen some of the time. Let's take a pause for a second here and go to our commercial break. I hear all the time from physicians. I wish I learned all this financial stuff in medical school. Yet there doesn't seem to be enough time and the year is now almost at a close. Wouldn't it be great if you could snag a copy of some resource that just made it simple and easy? My friends, as you know, I am committed to increasing your financial knowledge. I am committed to help guide you through the confusing maze of financial decisions with awesome resources that will actually help you. That's why through the end of the year, I have a very special offer for you. You can get a free copy of my ultimate year-end planning checklist. Yep. That's right, free resource right here to help you close out the year. It's pretty much everything you need to think about as this year wraps up. I know the last thing that any of us want to do is be stuck with a big tax bill or forget something that's so easy to do and you just could have done it in a short period of time. So if that's you, text the word checklist, C-H-E-C-K-L-I-S-T to this phone number 833-343-2986 to pick up your free copy. Don't let this podcast be like other ones where you've heard some awesome information, you get some new ideas, but you don't actually get anything completed. 
To snag your copy, text CHECKLIST to 833-343-2986. Again, text CHECKLIST to 833-343-2986. And now, back to the show. The next source that I would look towards would be refinancing using 0% interest rate cards. So if you go to a website like Nerd Wallet, on Nerd Wallet, there's a credit card section. Under that credit card section is a balance transfer. So this is where, for me, I would tap my business line of credit to buy land assets, and then I would transfer that balance to a 0% interest rate card and pay like a 3 or 4% balance transfer fee and be able to spread out payments over 18 months at a crazy low rate. I mean, essentially, if you annualized it, it was like 2% a year or something like that on those loans. I do know that the balance transfer fees have gone up a little bit. You might be looking at 4% or 5%, but still, that is so far less than the 20% that she's paying now annualized, right? I mean, if it's, let's say, let's say it's 4% or 5% in a year, I mean, you're saving yourself 15% plus on the assumption that that is happening. I would say um, with that, in terms of limits, I do find that there is a limit to it. So depending upon your credit history and what your your income and all those kinds of things, you might not get approved at all. You might get approved for $5,000, $10,000, It It might get approved for $20,000, depending upon the, the servicers and stuff like that. My personal experience is I've usually been approved for about fifteen dollars to $20,000 with each card. I have a card, for example, through Citi that I can take out a loan and um, this is a personal credit card that I end up using for business. And they charge a 6% interest rate on that. And I could amortize that over five or six years. So I could amortize it over a really nice long time period, which for me, in, in my case of trying to, to um, delay payments as long as possible so I can keep on recycling money over and over and over, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. So that can happen as well. Now, let's say option number one of the 401k or 403b loan doesn't work out. Option number two of the 0% interest rate credit cards with balance transfers doesn't work out. Then I would encourage you to shop out for a personal loan uh, online. So uh, places like SoFi, for example, that does student loans, they also do personal loans. If you just type into Google personal loans, the best thing, best rates you're probably going to get are the ones online. And my experience with those is the interest rates are higher. You might be looking at 10%, 12%, 13%, but usually you can get approved for 15, 20, 25, $30,000, particularly the more money you're making, the more you can get approved for. And you're still going to be saving money versus those credit cards that you have. So that's another option that she could consider. Certainly, um, a home equity line of credit could be possible. I would wonder 
how much equity she has on her current home, the primary residence is going to give a lower rate versus the uh, first home that they have. But it could be possible maybe that she doesn't have much equity in the current house because it sounds like she's she's a fairly newly minted attending physician and she's just, just getting going in life. And so there's that. Now, alternatively, here's just some more thoughts of what she could do. Uh, as soon as the friend is renewal comes up, maybe she's better off selling the house. And then she could use the equity she has built up to pay off the car debt. Uh, so that's that's one that doesn't involve borrowing more money. And when, when I see someone getting into spiraling debt, selling an asset like that is probably one of the best things that you could do. Like if the $22,000 becomes 25, becomes 30, becomes 35,000 bucks, then maybe you're just better off selling off some assets. And you really have to get, in all cases, uh, more disciplined about how are you spending and, and where is money coming in from and, and really looking at that, maybe getting on a budget for a time. Um, those kinds of things, uh, really monitoring your living expenses and making sure you can pay those puppies off as soon as possible. Here, this wonderful, amazing person is making 390000 a year. I bet she's a fantastic doctor. And if she could uh, just buckle down for a time period, live like a resident again, I know she could pay those, those things off quickly. It means that life isn't going to be as fun for a time period, but then the burden would be gone quickly. And could always spend a little bit more later, but I, I do get worried about folks like this wonderful listener and really making sure that assets are going up and uh, getting rid of debt, uh, this kind of consumer debt we were talking about last time, which this definitely falls under that category of bad debt. But I'm so grateful that she reached out, so grateful for her listening. And if you have a question that you would like to submit, maybe you want some feedback on, you don't really want to spend time doing a strategy session, but you'd like to hear my thoughts on the podcast. I would love to hear from you and give you some thoughts and feedback as well as other people, um, which I'm sure if you have those questions, guess what? Other people have them too. I'm guessing uh, this OBGYN, I've seen people have that same exact question time and time again. So it means so much for me to hear from you, to answer your questions, to get back to you. Please do email me, dave at david. Deniston.com. So that's D-A-V-E at D-A-V-I-D D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N.com. And would love to give you some feedback and thoughts and uh, help answer whatever burning questions may be on your mind, whether debt, investments, taxes, uh, whatever those may be. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Deniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. 
Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.davidderiston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.